0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, brought to you by AMS Media. As ever, I'm your host Harry Simu, and this is the latest edition of our Arsenal Gold series, where we'll be talking to some former Arsenal heroes, getting their uh, take on some of the greatest moments of their careers. And it's lovely to hear from some of them, and it's been a great series so far. So I hope you've enjoyed those episodes. And I'm joined by another very, very special guest on this edition. It's none other than former Arsenal midfielder Ryan Smith welcome back to the podcast my friend it's been a long time since we last had you on how have you been yeah
1: yeah good good i mean amidst all this craziness at the minute i'm fine you know thanks to god but yeah all good pal
0: good that's good to hear and, and like you said it is a crazy time um it's a real uncertain time i know people's health is obviously the the priority here but economically people are struggling as well you know they've had their work cut and things like that as well so there's so many problems that this thing has caused and hopefully we can get back to normality sooner rather than later but we're hoping to distract people from all the bad stuff going on out there and talk about some Arsenal gold and that's what we're here to do um, and Ryan you were at Arsenal during a really really exciting period for the club um, for me growing up as a supporter that is still the golden age for me I don't think um it's it's going to be like that anytime soon if I'm honest not because I don't think Mikel Arteta or or the club at the moment are you know improving or going in the right direction but that team was so incredible some of those characters were unbelievable it's just you don't get that every day do you and and firsthand you would have experienced that to talk to me about what it was like being at the club during that incredible period
1: Man, uh, phew. seems like it seems like a, a long, long time ago. Um, but yeah, I, look, when you're when you're playing with players that have won the World Cup and won the European Championships, the levels high, the expectations are high. Uh, there's no hiding place, and you know you're expected to give a hundred percent, not just in games but in training, and you know every time you go out to 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 play. Um, so yeah just just uh i just remember it being really uh competitive um you know demand for excellence um from your fellow peers not just coaches so special special time to be honest i mean you said it yourself uh, it's a golden era um
0: and hopefully we get those we we get those moments back pretty soon let's see absolutely absolutely from a personal perspective of course What would you say are your kind of standout memories of your time with the club? Of course, um, like we've said, it was a great period. But for for you personally, what were your highlights and and what did they mean to you?
1: I'd say uh, personal highlight. First one was when I joined the club. Um, You know, people don't know about this. I've not really spoken about this before, Um, but... So join Arsenal as someone who grew up 10 minute walk from the stadium, um, being born in Islington, and um, supporting the club since I can remember joining the club um, back in '97, um, the most surreal feeling for me because it's like I didn't ever think, coming from where I come from, that I'd play for Arsenal. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't ever think that would happen. So, um, As I started to play football and and when I was a a youngster, um, yeah, just things took off. And and then I joined West Ham and then a year later Arsenal. And that was just the the most special feeling for me as a kid coming from Islet and then supporting the club. Um, So that's one that definitely sticks in my mind um, when I think of, you know, memories that... uh, Special to me.
0: So, how did it come about? Did Arsenal watch you playing for West Ham and and come and make an approach, or sort of how did the transfer or the move come about?
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, I played for a team in Islington called Tufnell Park, um, and what happened was um, started doing really well, and then West Ham picked me up first. Um, so, I ended up playing for West Ham for a year, signed with them. You know, it's a rolling registration. Um, at that at that age, I think I was about nine, ten. Yeah, nine going on ten. And then um, a year later, um, something, I think they forgot to send me the forms or something and, and time had lapsed. So, yeah, I got a call from Liam Brady or my mum got a call and, and, yeah, they were like, listen, we know your situation, we've seen you play. Um, we know you're an Arsenal boy and we want to bring you in and literally that was it there weren't no for me there was no question of signing for west ham you know it's my club so for me it was the, the, the an amazing feeling like uh, inexplainable
0: do you think that growing up as a youngster so obviously you mentioned not sort of nine years old do you think that the the education that you get from a footballing perspective at that young age is very different to if you had stayed with i know obviously you're you're with better coaches and you're playing amongst better players but do you think that at that age you can tell if someone's ready or, or or has the ability, or do you think that with some people they develop a little bit later, and so you they can get it wrong in those situations when they go? Yeah, to play, yeah, yeah. F-
1: yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a bit of both. Um, look, you can have all the ability in the world at, at nine, ten years old, but then there's so many things that come into your life between that age and sixteen. Let's say, um, you know, so many different things affect. Your personal life, you know, your physical development, mental development, you know, all of that type of stuff. So you can see if a player's got ability, but that's only half of, of, of what's needed, you know. So yeah, it's, there's a lot. There's a long journey between those ages before you can really tell if a player's going to kick on or not. I'd say that's probably around fourteen.
0: Yeah, I guess when you, I guess you get a better grasp of the tactical side of the game and and various other yeah. bits and pieces as well. That maybe a nine-year-old, you know, no matter how talented, just maybe isn't at that point yet. So, it's, yeah. it's great to hear that. Obviously, from such a young age, that that you were on Arsenal's radar when you started training with the big boys. <laughs> how did that feel? And and who stood out to you on the training pitch?
1: Well, it's a funny story, really. So I remember we was i think we were, yeah we was uh, scholars so we we'd just gone up to london colony and um i remember everyone had a day off uh, myself included but i got told that i was coming back in the next day so i was like that's weird and they didn't tell me why so then when i got there um i went into the changing room and fabregas was there now seska just joined literally so i didn't really know him didn't speak much english so we're trying to communicate like through body language and like <laughs> gestures and stuff like you know do you know why we're here he was like no so liam brady uh, came in in the change room about five minutes later and was like right you guys you're training with the first team and i was like whoa okay and then my heart started racing because you have to understand like these guys are my idols so for me it's like even now i want to get to that level i wasn't expecting that to happen so soon um, but having said that, like we went out there and we gave a really good account of ourselves. sesk to be honest, in that session, that's when I realised, wow, like, this is just—he's a different level. Um, because the thing with him and 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 with top players is that you can have amazing ability, but it's the mentality, and that's the difference. You know, if you've got that mentality, then you know you've got every chance of going all the way to the top, which he did.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He was a fantastic player for the Arsenal and obviously we know eventually he moved on and stuff. And there was a little bit of ill feeling between some of the supporters, not all of them, but some of them and Cesc later on. And uh, he gave a recent interview where I think he ironed quite a bit of the the details out. And I like that because I think as fans, sometimes, you know, we get a little bit, we we get a bit narrow minded. We've kind of got tunnel vision and we think that our club can... Can do not that they're done. They done particularly wrong, but you you need to hear both sides of the story. And like yourself, you've spoken of the importance of um, playing for Arsenal for you growing up as an Arsenal fan. And so when Cesc wanted to go to Barcelona, having been in that same boat, but with Barcelona, then people kind of have to yeah. understand that, don't they? Um, and I think yeah, it's unfair. Yeah. Uh, it's unfair to overlook that. Um, on the training pitch, you must have trained with some some incredible players. Who, were there any of them that kind of were a little bit intimidating or a little bit, um, you know, you know, you get those friendly characters that, you know, young player, <laughs> can't do, they put your arm yeah. around you. Who was the opposite to that? Because I could imagine there were a few winners who didn't want to show any sign of weakness.
1: Nobody sh- showed signs of weakness. Let me just put that out there now. That wasn't a team where you could show weakness. Um, they wouldn't put up with that. Um, but Loren. Yeah, Loren. Um, coming up against him in training um, was always tough, um, and there was one or two times or one or two sessions I remember where I really got the better of him. Um, and this is not to you know um, call him out or anything like that. It's just a no, story. no, of course, but, yeah. But he, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got the better of him a few times in a particular session, and he literally, <laughs> he literally said to me, "Listen, you do that again, I'm going to smash you." <laughs> You know what, which at the time for me, you know, I looked at that and I was like, he's just a winner, you know. So I wasn't put off by that. I understood that, you know, he's probably one of the toughest players Arsenal's ever had as well. So that's just his way and, and, and the way he gets through games, you know, intimidation a little bit maybe as well. But he was a quality, quality player. So, yeah, like in terms of what sticks out for me, that's one. And then I remember... Like everyone was great in training. Let's let's make no mistake about that. But Dennis and Thierry, I mean, just different, mate. Just different. Like there was this one session where I remember someone chipped a ball into Thierry, and he chested it, and before it even touched the ground, like he didn't let it touch the ground. He touched it through Seagans legs, and then just whipped <laughs> it top corner. And I was just like, "Nah, you you you're just different. You're just different. You could just see it." You know, you could feel it. You know, you had this presence as well. But Dennis as well, like just just
0: unbelievable. What about Dennis's character? Because I've spoken to uh, Jeremy Aliadir on this podcast in the past. And he said that with Dennis, he came across a little bit of a cold character. But once you got talking and once you got to know him, he was actually a real laugh. Did you have that experience, that same experience with Dennis? Did he seem, as fans, we call him the Iceman because he he was so cool and and all of that stuff. But was it just that he was so focused on what he was doing? I think all of them.
1: I think, you know, with Dennis, I never experienced that, you know, Um, for one reason or another. Maybe Jeremy did. But for me, I never experienced that. He's always laughing and joking. When when he went out on the training pitch though, there was no laughing or joking. It was like we you know, we're working now. Um but I found him to be quite a laugh. He was an approachable person, um, you know, advice, you know, an amazing, an amazing person, amazing character. But, you know, what he what he did for the club was just phenomenal as well. I think when we signed him, the club shifted um a bit as well in terms of um, our direction which was brilliant and yeah you know for me he's he's up there with Thierry without a shadow of a doubt.
0: Absolutely absolutely for me I, I guess I, I put those two as probably the, the greatest ever Arsenal players of all time and then and, and, after that, for me, is someone like Robert Pirès comes into there, Patrick Vieira, of course. Um, I was an attacker myself, so I love the sort of attacking flair. And, and that's why I always lean towards those players. But there, there's so many great players uh, that played for the Arsenal. Tony Adams as well, uh, not forgetting him, of course. What was it like when you first took to the, the pitch for Arsenal? Because obviously, that's is there a kind of a feeling of, I know you want to prove yourself, but you kind of take a moment and enjoy that and say, I'm here.
1: Yeah, not really. I I was super shocked to be in a squad, even though I I, I kind of earned it um, with the way that I'd been playing. However, when I turned up um, to meet the 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 coach at uh, Highbury, uh, we we normally go from the coach to a hotel and then go go from the hotel to just before the game. Um, but I turned up with my uh, JD sports bag, you know the old, you throw it over your shoulder JD sports bag. So yeah. <laughs> I was just still same old. I was same old me. Like that, the, the guys were laughing. I remember Vieira and those guys were laughing at me. Um, but yeah, building up to that game, that was the Rotherham game, the debut. Um, you know, I, I'll never forget when we had our um, team prep meeting as well, where we. You know, Wenger told us how he wanted us to play, etc. But I never forget. He just said, "Go out there and play like you're in a park with your friends, but just work hard." And that, and that was it. You know, that's that set the tone for me. Just go out there, work hard, and, and just express myself. And and luckily, when I when I when I did come on, that's that's what I did. Um, but I didn't envision having to take a penalty in that game either. But luckily, I stuck that away. But yeah, good memories. Really good memories.
0: Fantastic. And you mentioned Arsene Wenger there. And obviously under Arsene Wenger's watch, so many talented players like yourself came through um, the ranks and, and got some time on the pitch in an Arsenal shirt. Did it, Did you find it difficult watching, uh, I don't want to say the end of Wenger's tenure sort of going sour, but did you find it difficult seeing so many Arsenal fans criticise somebody that I'm assuming you looked up to so much?
1: Yeah. But it's part of the game as well. You know, like, you can't... You know, you, you built this wonderful foundation and built upon it and and what have you. But, you know, if it's not doing so well for one reason or another, fans are going to, you know, have something to say. That's just part of the game. And Arsene knows that better than anyone. So, yeah, it was difficult. Um, but at the same time, you know, I'm a fan as well. So... I want to see the club do well and and it's just one of those things. It's football. At the end of the day, the best answer for that is it's just football. That's what happens, you know, it's it's one of those things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, f- I found it tough um, as somebody who grew up during the Arsene Wenger era watching uh, his teams do so well. I found it difficult and I found myself almost at times defending him when I shouldn't have been just because it was Arsene Wenger and I couldn't bear yeah. to hear people say bad things about not him but the way he was coaching the team and some of the decisions he was making. So I could only imagine that as somebody who I guess grew up with him and, and kind of had him as a, a mentor, found that difficult as well. So but like you said, it is football. Um and I think What's been nice about since Wenger's left is that we've kind of calmed down and that the anger's gone away that some of the fans had. And now you can have a sensible conversation about Arsene Wenger and all the great and wonderful things he did. Um, I wasn't a fan of Unai Emery, to be honest. Um, And I think that Unai Emery's tenure, which in the end turned out to be a failure, I think the first season wasn't too bad, but I think things went south, etc. I think that, again, makes people remember a bit more fondly of the, 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 the good things that Wenger brought to the table as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, um I think w- with with the fans, again, it's just like, if you can, if you can give your opinion, but do it in an articulated way and not be offensive, fine. Um, but when people start saying things that are really personal and, and hurtful and what have you, that's what I really don't agree with, you know, but yeah, yeah, uh, I just felt like I always feel like fans can voice their opinions, but just you know, just keep it um, professional, so to speak. You know,
0: absolutely. There's a way of going about it, isn't it? We can all have a view. That's the wonderful thing about football. But to, to sit there and, and you know abuse people is 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 not right in any walk of life, let alone a club. When yeah. you're talking about a club that you claim to love. Um, what else stands out to you from your arsenal career because of course you know it, it, i want to hear from you and, and you tell me what sort of comes to mind when you think of your time at arsenal what are some of the standout things and and um yeah and then we'll come on to to talk about some of the up-to-date stuff
1: what stands out for me in my career uh so the debut for sure um some of the training sessions and the level um absolutely top draw as well. But I think the what I take away from that is um like the the manner in which players went about it, their work. Um it was super professional, super dedicated, um fight till the end, you know, all of these things applied and and if I'm being honest, um yeah I had some good times there. But Those were the things that I remember. And looking back now, I understand why we went undefeated and I understand why that was our golden generation because the the calibre of player um, that we had at that point, it just worked. It all just went together. And, you know, we, we were super successful at that time. And I'd say, personally, that it's the best Premier League team of all time.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. I think it was a fantastic team of winners all over the park. Um, it had everything, didn't it? It had flair. It had steel. Um, it had defensive solidarity. It had it all, um, all rolled into one. And that's what was such a great thing about that team. Um, Ryan, afterwards, you moved on from Arsenal. You represented some some other clubs, such as uh, I know you spent some time on loan at Leicester, um, Derby County, Millwall, Southampton. Um, uh, you also went to America and played for Sporting Kansas, um, and one of the ones that stood out to me was your time in Greece because I'm from a Greek background originally, um, and I know how different football is in Greece. What was your experience in yeah. Greece like?
1: Wow, different. Uh, <laughs> I, well, put it like this: I signed a three-year deal, and I and I came back after six months. It was just, yeah. I mean, the chairman would come in at halftime; he'd be shouting and screaming you know club personnel would f- fight and i mean it was just unbelievable um but it, again it was a good experience like, i can't knock it you know I, we played like there's things that happened while i was there we you know we we played Panathinaikos away and beat them away for the first time in like 25 years Um we had some we had some really good results so there's there's positive memories i've got from playing there but In terms of that region where I was increased, I mean it was,
0: yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, it was what last year or the season before we saw the park chairman walk onto the pitch with a gun in his back pocket. So yeah, that tells you all you need to know. Don't (laughs) surprise me. Yeah,
1: but that the area that the 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 city that I lived in, I mean, I wouldn't even call it a city where I lived was probably a town, but it was very, um, yeah, super rural mentality and and it was just different I just wasn't expecting that I probably wasn't ready for that. Um, I got used to it though but yeah it was just uh, it was a good experience a life experience as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. The the north of Greece is very different to the south.
1: Yeah. And um, there's a yeah. massive,
0: there's a massive cultural difference. And um, I'm sure you, you, you come to realise that during your time there. Of all the other clubs that you represented, though, which one do you look back on with sort of the fondest memories? And where did you feel most at home?
1: In England, of course, Arsenal, there's no question. Um, but other than that, I would probably say Kansas. I'd probably say sporting KC because I kinda what happened with me was after I left Arsenal with with the way, the condition I was in with my knee, um I knew that I didn't have long because Gary Lewin told me twenty six, you you're probably done. So no clubs would sign me on a long term contract. That's why I kept bouncing around. But what I, I kinda look back now and realise is that maybe the way that I played wasn't like the teams in England that I was playing for, other than Arsenal, weren't probably ready for it. Um, I was, yeah, just like a. I wouldn't say Jaden Sancho. I don't want to compare myself to him, but that type of player. The games changed. I was maybe a little bit ahead of my time at that point in the in the, in the style that I played. Um, but when I went out to America, they just wanted me to get on the ball all the time. Um, the, the, the The team emphasis was was on getting. The ball out to me and and I was making things tick, you know, so I enjoyed it a lot there in terms of the football in particular. Um, but yeah, if I could choose, of course, Arsenal would be first and and there'd and be the other club that I would say I, I look back and I have really fond memories.
0: So it's absolutely true, isn't it, that if you go and play for a coach whose style doesn't necessarily fit your own, you can end up having a hard time time without being a bad player that is a that is a thing isn't it
1: yeah yeah definitely look at the end of the day um there's only like every coach has their style um and they probably have targets that they look at and they think you know i prefer that player because he's more robust or he's more this or he's more that whereas someone like myself i know how to play one way and that's the arsenal way so for me, playing at any other club that sort of had a different outlook um, on the style that they wanted, it was it, it was hard for someone like myself because I knew I was limited in that sense. Um, but yeah, part past the football
0: again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Looking at some of the youngsters that are coming through uh, now, Ryan, obviously you're watching them from the outside. You, you've you been in their shoes. Um, how much has somebody like Bukayo Saka... Impressed you because for me, he's blown me away, not just because he's shown incredible talent and raw ability, etc., but the maturity to come in in a position that isn't his position at left back, Mm -hmm. it's not the position he's grown up playing in, and take to it so well. I mean, how far can this kid go, in your opinion?
1: Honestly speaking, I think he can go to the very top. I don't want to put too much pressure on him. I think that he's got all the ability in the world that position uh, for that left side or right side I mean he can he can can play a variety of different positions but yeah his maturity hes he's definitely playing beyond someone of his age you know his years like he's very mature um, performances have shown that Um, but again normally with younger players there's a dip at some point as well so we can't be too um, placing too much sort of pressure on his shoulders. Um, but yeah, I mean, the kid is, is class and and we have to look after those types of talents that we produce, no doubt.
0: Do you think that those young talents are in the right hands in Mikel Arteta? Because for me, I was surprised by him when he came in. I, I, have got to admit, I was one of the fans that when they were talking about Arteta, I was thinking, no, go and get somebody really experienced because we need to steady the ship. We're in free fall. Go and get Carlo Ancelotti. That was what I wanted. Um, that didn't happen. Mikel Arteta came in, and I have to say, from the first press conference, he won me over. Because looking at Mikel Arteta as the player and Mikel Arteta as the coach, I think they're two completely different characters. Was you yeah. surprised by what you saw from Arteta when he sort of walked in the doors at London Coney? And and do you think he's got the makings of a top coach?
1: Definitely got the makings of a top coach. Um, I like everything about him. To be honest, um, a lot of people have said that they would have went for someone more experienced, but I'm I'm of the belief that you could go for someone experienced and it might not work out. If you look at Manchester United, they went uh, David Moyes, then Van Gaal, and it just didn't work out for them for a number of years. Um, But, you know, sometimes you just have to take those risks, if you can call it a risk, um, to appoint Mikel, which I guess it, it was. But for me, you know, I think we're in good hands. I think we're in really good hands.
0: What do you like about him in particular? For me, there's there's a number of things that I like. I like his his manner. I like the way he is. Um, I've, I've had the, the pleasure of being in the press room a few times with him so far. And he just comes across as somebody who he's quite stern in the way he talks, but he knows what he wants to say. He's not, not going to be pressured. He's not going to lose his rag. And I like that calmness about him.
1: Yeah, I think look, he's had a great education under Pep um it probably don't get better than that i don't know like he's just he ticks every box so far for me you know okay people want results straight away that's not going to happen um but he's like you say he's steady in that ship and i think we're on the right path to be honest i think he he carries himself well um of course i know many many people at the academy i'm first team level um in in the club and Everyone has great things to say about him. So, you know, not only do I think that he's the right appointment, but other people within the club love him as well. So it's a it's a, it's a great sort of situation to be in.
0: Absolutely. Looking at uh, another young player who's sort of on the verge of breaking into, the, he's broken into the team, but on the verge of sort of nailing down a regular place, perhaps in years to come, Joe Willock. Um, I like Joe Willock I think he's blown hot on cold at times um but I think that that's probably down to the fact that he's been in and out of the side and it's difficult to build consistency like that isn't it i mean what's your take on Joe Willock's development and how he's getting on
1: yeah i mean again like we've changed managers he's young i mentioned about a dip with younger players as well um they fluctuate their performance levels fluctuate um so he's he's a supremely talented kid but again just needs time just needs time he just needs to find his feet properly and, and once he does i'm sure he'll be a star for us but again with these
0: young players just about time absolutely absolutely and hopefully we, we create an environment in which we can give them that time without them being put under too much pressure and and then ultimately um you know being moved on because you, you don't want to see that everybody loves to see homegrown players coming through it's one of the biggest joys as a supporter. Um, Moving on finally, I want to get your take on on a kind of potential transfer saga that could be around the corner. We know that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang's contract hasn't got very long left. He's got next season um, and that's it. (laughs) From an Arsenal perspective now, we know that he's such a valuable player. Um, He scores an absolute shitload of goals for us and he's so, so important. Are you concerned now? about this situation? Because Arsenal have been in this position before, haven't we, where we've had a top player, the contract's got down to the final year, nothing's been put in place, and then we find ourselves kind of battling to hold on to them. Are, are you concerned by this situation that we find ourselves in?
1: Um, I, Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I am concerned. I'm also concerned because of this virus and and, and the financial impact it's going to have on the game. Um. So I, I don't know if that's going to have a part to play in it now as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, he's, he's our, let's be honest, he's our best player. Um, and you don't want to lose your best players. We, we we know all too well as a club losing our best players to clubs like City, etc., Man United. So we don't want to lose him. Um, I'm sure the club don't want to. Um, but again this this is part of football as well you know there's a lot of things that are said behind closed doors that fans don't know about but yet we all have a have an opinion um but those types of things that are said behind closed doors negotiations discussions they're not going to be made public so we just have to hope that you know he stays at the club and and signs a new deal and 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 that they uh they come to some sort of agreement because we 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 i believe we Need him to be honest.
0: Yeah, agreed. I don't know where we'd be without his goals over the last couple of seasons, in particular. Um, such a key, key player. Um, Ryan, thank you so much, mate. Um, for for taking the time out to come on the show. Really, really appreciate it. Just before I let you go, I got a, got a couple of images to to show you uh, from your time at Arsenal. And what do you think about when you see this? That is my favorite Arsenal kit ever, by the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love that kit. That is. Uh, a game that's my game that I, I came back from injury my first game back with the first team and we won um, and it was Robin Van Persie's first game for the club as well so good memories from that night
0: Wow fantastic stuff and um,
1: also Sean's
0: Sean's someone that I, I speak to every now and Anne again as well as a friend so brilliant stuff and do you still keep in contact with a lot of the, your, your ex-Arsenal teammates then?
1: Yeah uh, Cesc, uh Danny Carbassian who works for the club Yep. Um, Johan Joru, Alex Song, Clichy, Abue, Thierry, I bumped into uh last year at some point. It was before he went to uh, the MLS. Um, we've texted each other a few times. Um, Pires I've seen a few times, don't really um, have dialogue with him on the phone, etc. But predominantly the guys that I played with that were younger, um. Still, still in touch with most of those
0: guys. Brilliant stuff, and look at M- uh,
1: Fabrice Mwamba as well.
0: Fabrice Mwamba as well, yeah, brilliant, brilliant stuff. Ryan, look how young you looked here, mate. <laughs> That's a great feature <laughs> <beach shot, right? laughs> That's I, a fantastic. Yeah, I don't know
1: shot. what I was thinking there, but I'm, I'm looking and thinking maybe I, I should have done something else.
0: With whatever <laughs> I did on the ball, but yeah fantastic stuff and i'm sure these preachers bring back incredible memories for you as well and um once again ryan thank you so much for joining me mate it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you i'm sure that the listeners are going to absolutely love it and we hope to speak to you again in the near future for sure anytime you're ready cheers mate thank you very much thank you very much mate. that was the brilliant ryan smith we're going to leave it there uh for this edition of arsenal god we'll be back very very soon with more don't forget to follow ryan on twitter we'll leave his uh his tag in the uh, description below so get on there give ryan a follow as well and uh, we'll be back very soon with more until next time take care